Hey, welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. You're in this podcast, we're going to talk about the new Disney Plus series, One Division, episode one and two. There's going to be spoilers. We're also going to talk about the announcement of Deadpool being still rated R for the MCU. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Hey. Hey, what's going on, Trevor? Uh, fun stuff. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, we doing this through, um, through Skype, you know, because, you know, something happened we ain't going to discuss um, why Trevor's not in front of me personally, face-to-face, We, you know, so we're going to be doing this through Skype. So... Hey man, I'm enjoying this weather we got going on. Remotely. Remotely. Remotely, huh? <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, so um this episode we are gonna talk about the um Disney Plus TV series One Division. Part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's their first um television show for that um franchise. Um we we're gonna talk about episode one and two. You know, because Disney Plus put out two episodes, you know, give us a taste, <laughs> right? A taste of uh, right. what it is. And also, we're going to talk about um, Deadpool announcement by Kevin Fahey. Fy- and, um, and also, Trevor is going to give us some, uh, I guess, reviews of some anime shows for this winter. We can talk about a, a couple, bit sure. Briefly, not many. Because I'm, I'm thinking I don't have many on my um List this, this I mean, not some, but uh, winter anyway. This yeah, is, other than sequels, there's yeah. not too many for me either. Yeah. So, anyway, so we're going to talk about One Division, and when we first heard about One Division, it was um doing, I guess, the San Diego Comic Con. That was two years ago, maybe, or was it? Was it two years ago? It's been so long, uh, man. Probably. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Time just. Time just doesn't make sense anymore, so I have no clue, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Yeah, that's it, like lose track, man. So, you know, they, they made a lot of um, announcements for a, salute, a, a lot of TV shows for the, um, Disney Plus and movies. And One Division was one of them, right? So a little backtrack here. For those who, who, for those who have not seen the movies, you know, there's um, a hero called Wanda, Wanda Maximoff. She's the Scarlet Witch, but she never, never gave her the name Scarlet Witch in the movies. It's called a one. Yeah, I don't think she's ever gone by that. Yeah. Yeah. So we have also Vision, you know, Tony Stark and Bruce Banner made him an age of Ultron. <laughs> so, so they, that's a little backstory for them for the MCU. So Vision died in Infinity War twice. Um, the damn bastard Thanos. <laughs> the first time right. so, he was well, killed. I mean, it's probably it's probably important to mention that. Um, Vision is a robot, He's an uh, essentially, but but he has the Mind Stone, you know, one of the um, uh, Infinity Stones, the, the Infinity Stones in his head, uh-huh. um, which is what Thanos wanted. But having that enables him to be able to like phase through walls, shoot lasers, you know, do all sorts of like you know 
cool stuff. Yeah, so you know, levitate, fly, that sort of stuff. Um, and then and then Wanda, of course, has well, she has a very undefined power. She basically can do magic that can kind of it's some like telekinesis. It's me, to me, no, right? No, no, no. It's a little bit telekinesis. It's a little bit you know reality manipulation. Mm-hmm. It's you know it. I think the extents of it are pretty unlimited and we don't really know the full scope of what it is that she can do, but right. essentially think of it as like magic. <laughs> right. Um, but, but they were interested in each other and kind of developed a bit of a relationship um, during the, so, um, the time gap um, between, age between of civil Ultron? war and infinity. War. Right, right, right. No, right. between civil war and well, I mean age of Ultron. Yes. Yeah. But, Primarily, like during civil between civil war and infinity, infinity war. war, yeah. And at the end of infinity war, she had to destroy him in order to destroy the mind stone. Um, Yo, you know what? He which was... of course she didn't want to do, but she was the only one who could do it. And then Thanos used the time stone to rewind time, and then plucked <laughs> the stone right out of his head, essentially killing him for a second time. That's terrible, man. So, right. So then she faded away into dust and wasn't really in Endgame until the end when everybody came back. Right. And so now, of course, she's back in the world and Vision is dead because he didn't get dusted. He died before the snap. That's right. So, you know, you know what? So you know, he was already doing from the beginning. We got, <laughs> when he put the stone and they put the stone in his forehead. You know, he was already. You know, his time was um, limited. You know, you so. figured something was going to have to happen to him, regardless, because yeah, cause, yeah it, once Thanos came looking for the stones, you knew he was going to get all the stones before the final fight or whatever. Right. One way or the other, because otherwise it wouldn't be much of a challenge. <laughs> no, it was not. So you know, once that happened after the end game, because we don't know what happened after the end game. So with her, you know, because you know, Vision is Vision is dead. So um, right, she did have a little talk with Hawkeye um, the, about you know. Yeah, because he had lost Black Widow and she had lost Vision, and so you know, the trying, they they talked briefly about yeah, about having to cope with that and move on and that sort of thing. But you know, she's still kind of in a little bit of limbo with yeah. where she stands with that right now. Yeah. So fast forward to Wonder Vision, and we and when when the first episode showed up, man. First of all, Kevin Feige said it was going to be something. Totally different from what we used to seeing for the MCU, and he was not lying on that. And it is something totally different. And it's, I think, it's his first for, um, for this, for this, the franchise, you know. And the, even with the first episode, it's going to be spoilers. Let your guys know if you have not seen this to two episodes, there are going, there are going to be spoilers. So you know, I think the it was an homage to the '50s sitcom. You know, like I dream of genie. I think I love Lucy, and yeah, it's it it's yeah, it's very much in in that sort of vein right. of yeah, like Bewitched. It, it probably borrows from Bewitched most of all. I wish they did yeah. because they they actually um they had the animation part. You know, the introduction of them because Bewitched was like right. that. So yeah, they they pulled something from that television show. Also, probably Dick Van Dyke too, maybe. I yeah, know. I mean, it's kind of a mixture of all of that, you know, a little bit of leave it to beaver with the whole, you know, the the neighborhood and the, you know, the the nuclear family and all that sort of, you know, jazz. Right. Because the way I mean, I think I mean, have you ever read the vision vision, the, um, the comic book about Tom King? 
Is that the one where Vision has a family, family right, of, yeah. other, of other Vision people? Right, um, yeah, I, I think I read the first episode. I mean, the first issue. Right. It's not bad. I think they took some... I don't know. I mean, they took a lot of elements from their stories, man, from the from um, Vision and the Scarlet Witch first miniseries they had. And I think some, time, some they're going to take from Vision. But the way they, the way they introduced this first episode... And if you have not really paid attention to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think you would be lost. <laughs> you, you, understand, you understand what I'm saying? If you just want to watch it for the first time, you say, what is this? But it's something totally different, so you could jump on board. Because it's new characters to them. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Right. I mean, it, it helps to have a background of who Wanda and Vision are. Right. Um, especially and with their relationship and where it stands and, um, you know, their, their powers and their abilities. But for the most part, we're kind of left in the dark with what's going on as it is. Right. So it, it pretty much just drops you right into this like 1950s sitcom with, you know, the whole thing is rendered in black and white and, you know, it's kind of got this whole crazy thing where, um, the, you know, she's, she's like the, she's like the housewife at home and you got, you know, the, you got like the really helpful but nosy neighbor and, you know, they have to they have to do a big dinner party so that Vision can get a promotion and he's going to work and pretending to be um, pretending to like look like human. He can, you know, fake what he looks like. Right. And, you know, and then, of course, you have the whole thing where he's pretending, yeah, I am totally human. I'm not a machine. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so it's it's like a lot. It plays on a lot of those, yeah, fifty sitcoms, you know, little misunderstandings and stuff. But a lot of what we start getting is the little, you know, the little details are. It starts with a misunderstanding. There's a heart on the calendar on a specific day, and they're like, "Oh yeah, there's that heart," because today is. And they don't know and what it is. Neither of them can remember, and they keep trying to like prod the other one to say something. But, you know, so there's a lot of this. Why did they move here? What what are they doing here? What is you know what what job does he specific does Vision do? He keeps asking. So we do all this paperwork, but what do what is it production for? And he's like, <laughs> it's production for production. And yeah, so yeah, it's uh, always it's all vague, and there's a lot of things they don't remember and they don't recall. So it's kind of like they're dropped in this situation, but even they don't completely understand it yeah, or I, why they're there. And I like the way everything, they, the audience in the background laughing like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, you got the laugh tracks and everything. So. Yeah, so they, I think they did a good job of that, man, the writers did for the first episode. And I was like, okay. So, I mean, like you said, a lot of misunderstanding. So they actually got that clear the way. You know, there was a meeting with the boss for a promotion. And you know, and I and what's her name? She was on the seventies show, the lady uh, Deborah Jo Rupp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like yeah, her the, shows. The, like that. the mother, the mother from the, from that seventies show yeah, played the, the boss's wife, right? Uh, who came over for dinner with um, at their house. Yeah, so I mean, that was a, that was pretty cool. I mean, that was, I guess, the fifty tropes. I mean, I, I guess you want to call them back in the day. The misunderstanding. Yeah, I think that was the fifties, and yeah, whatever. And then, but you know, things kind of take a little bit of a serious turn at the end, where um, the boss starts choking on his on his dinner, uh-huh. and they are all just sit there for a little bit. And Deborah Jo Rupp's character is like freaking out, like "Stop it, stop it!" Like thinking he's joking around, and you know, it kind of this buzz starts going, and it gets a little bit um, blurry along the edges of the screen, right? And then. You know, they're just kind of staring there dumbfounded. 
And then eventually Wanda is like, Vision, help him. And so he goes and he, he um, the guy had fallen to the floor. Yeah, and he phases in and pulls the meat out of his thing instead of doing the Heimlich maneuver or anything. And then everything's fine after that. Yeah, because no um, one wonder how did you pull your hand <laughs> in his throat? It's like, hey, you never right. questioned so, that. So, I mean, the, the lady, you know, the, uh, the wife couldn't see it right. because he was on the other side of the table. But at the same time, yeah, it's kind of... But the whole the fact that she paused and there was just that weird bzzz or whatever is kind of that was the hint that there's something wrong here. Right. So, um, so, and we're going to start to learn a little bit more about that as we go along. Right. And uh, so also because in of the first episode, we see um, that someone like was watching them and they cut off like a television. And what you see is like a sword emblem. And, right, so it goes out of the TV, yeah. like you know, like it was a sitcom, sitcom. that the, this guy sitting at this desk um, was was watching, and yeah, there's a folder I think or something on the desk that has like the symbol of um, sword, right? S O S W O R D, kind of like shield yeah. with the periods in between. It's an yeah. acronym. I think like, it was this, uh, the acronym was Sentient World Observation Response Division. Yeah, that's it. You know, Marvin, they freaking acronyms. <laughs> right, yeah, them are acronyms. So, yeah, so basically, yeah, S.W.O.R.D. is kind of like Space Shield. Right. So it, there's a, they have like a base up in, you know, in the, the orbit of the planet, um, which which may or may not be related to where Nick Fury, um, Nick Fury was at the end of uh, Spider-Man right. Far From Home. Right, but the thing is, it might not just deal with aliens, they might deal with like, Let's see alternate dimensions, stuff like that, paranormal things. I mean, it could be anything for sword, you know, because like you said, it replaced shield. After shield got um, destroyed and just got they got rid of it, was no more. They had to replace it with something. So that's that's one thing about Marvel Comics, man. With these organizations, dude, <laughs> they have oh, so yeah, yeah, many of them, man. Hydra, AIM. Um, shield, sword, hammer. I mean, it's go man. It's so hammer, many. Yeah. It's so many, man. So, but you know what? For for the longest, man, when hammer came out, they never gave it the meaning of the acronym whatsoever. I, I got I was puzzled. I was so puzzled about that when they first brought it out in the books. I said, "What it stands for?" They never gave a damn reason. What was it stand for? Like it's just there. <laughs> it's just there. So, hmm. but yeah, you know, the, they marvel of the acronym for organizations. Period. So. But yeah, so we right. see that so, at the end of the episode, and um, we go to like episode two, and we get this. They, t- they need a, there was vision was performing a magic trick, right? What was it? The door. Right. So I, this one I think is more like it, I think now it's moved kind of into like '60s television shows. I want to say yeah, close to the '60s. You know, or it could have been like '40s, and then this is the '50s and '60s. Yeah. But it seems like it, it's it's gonna do a different decade each. Yeah, I think so. Each too. episode, at least for the you know for the immediate future, because it's nine episodes. So, so do 40, 50, 60, 80, 90, 2000s, 2010s. Okay. All right, I can see that. So, I mean, maybe. I mean, we'll we'll see what comes. You know, everything could kind of go berserk halfway through the season. So, <laughs> yeah. So we see her on Vision and Wanda performing this magic trick. You know, it's an illusion. It's the the trap door. It, well, it's 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 one of those. Yeah, it's one of those things where there's you know they're trying to get you know getting good with the community, and the community has like this magic show that they put on at every year for charity or something like that for the children, as they say. 
um, multiple times, all in unison, yeah. which isn't creepy at all. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's so really yeah, so no they're, they're practicing. There. I didn't see any. Was there any kids in the? In no, the... I have. I have yet to see a single child. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but until she's well, until next episode, we might see some kids. Who knows? <laughs> but for the Sherman, though. Well, know? yeah, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But yeah, by the end of the episode, Wanda is suddenly pregnant. But we'll get back. We'll yeah. get to that soon. So, but um, they were performing the magic trick and everything, and they got that done. And so he gives, he goes to this meeting. It was like a neighborhood watch vision. meeting. Vision did. Yeah, Vision goes to the neighborhood watch yeah. meeting yeah. at like the library or something. Yeah, so it's weird the conversation back and forth from what they're having. He says, uh, I mean, it, it he goes in because he's very serious about the security and everything like that. I think he's joking, um, though, though, the way he's because <laughs> well, they had like a jump, they had a jump scare early on where there was like a noise outside their bedroom right. and you know they were getting freaked out about it. And then it turns out it was probably just a tree, but, but I don't I know don't if think it, it was is. just a tree, but you know, that's but they're playing on that whole trope. It's like, oh, there's something outside, you know, from old sitcoms and it's like mm -hmm. oh it's just the tree branch silly us yeah you know um so there's that so there he goes down to talk security and of course they just they just kind of pal around and eat danishes and stuff like that <laughs> and two it's big not, it's not really a yeah true <laughs> neighborhood watch meeting right so um they asked vision he wanted he said no 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 but have, have a big red and he, he's right because vision can't eat so yeah, he, yeah. So, uh, he but he, him... he decides to, to take the, the, the gum because he's just chewing it, he's not swallowing it. But, but he swallows But then he accidentally <laughs> swallows it, and, he... and then it kind of goes down. and You see, like, a little animated work of his inners with like the gears, gears. and stuff working yeah. in his stomach, and then the, the gum starts to get all clogged into the gears and makes them not turn quite properly. Gummed them up. So, you, you, <laughs> yes, you know, that's gonna start to come into play. As the episode goes on, yeah, and yeah, so, so after that was done, um, Wanda has a meeting with, I guess, the women of the neighborhood, you know, right? And, who are putting, yeah, who are putting on the show, and of course, there's the Queen Bee, yes. Um, well, I think it's played by Buffy, is it from Buffy? The, yeah, Anya from Buffy. Mm -hmm, that's Buffy. Yeah, yeah. She's from Buffy. Oh, I forgot her name. Yes. So of course, you know, there's a little, you know, she's like, you know, Queen Bitch, and you know, it it ha everything has to go in order and be perfect, and you know, if they step out of line, she's kind of like, you know, tut tut, um, that sort of thing. Right. But you know, so later on in the conversation, they were getting things prepared, and something happened. And right. So they're cleaning up, and yeah, all of a sudden the radio starts crackling, and you start hearing. Well, I think first it goes to the song suddenly gets like a little bit louder. Yeah. What was the song? Oh, yeah, Help Help Me Rhonda by the Beach Boys oh. is playing. Yeah, so it's like, help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. But, um, and then all of a sudden you hear like, Wanda, Wanda. It's like somebody's calling out to her from the radio. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of goes away. But that's that's another one of those moments where it's like everything kind of buzzes for a second and it like pauses. So you're like, okay, now we're getting that creepy something else is going on feeling. Mm -hmm. um, but we don't know whose voice it is. It's a male voice, but we haven't figured out who it is yet. Right. Yeah. And and, the, and then the woman, what's the name to play Anya and Buffy? She's, what'd she say? She's I, can't, yeah, I can't remember. I think her last name is Clawfield, I think. Uh, um, but she, what did she say to Wanda? She lost train of thought. That's what happened. She lost train of thought and whatever. And she got back to it. 
and then they start talking again. You know, then fast forward to the show. <laughs> and they the magic was, show. The yeah. magic show, right. And Vision comes comes like he's drunk. <laughs> yeah, because of the gum. Gum clogged yeah, up his own ears. Acting, acting all drunk. All drunk, right. So he's all, he's very, he's off. His equilibrium is off and everything like that. And he and Wanda had to come save him because he, he the magic trick, like the, him levitating, right, so he, like he levitated. Yeah, yeah, he starts levitating, and then she has yeah. to, like, magic in a, a rope, rope. So, and pulley holding him up to trick the people. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes and he picks up he picks up the piano. Um, and, and, and then, of course, she has to be like, ha, 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 and then goes and she picks it up herself. And then as she's turning, you see it's just a cardboard cardboard. cutout. And she's like, oops, you weren't supposed to see it from this angle. And, and the guy you said, know, that's and, my grandmother, piano. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, the guy who was just playing the piano yeah, was like, that's my grandmother's piano. What yeah. the heck? Yeah, so, I mean, she's trying to cover up everything, the mistakes that Vision was um, doing. And on top of that, and also came to the, the, the big big finality trick of the, the closet Trap closet, right? That they were practicing at the right. beginning of the episode, right? Which went, it didn't go with like they planned, and all of a sudden, one. Yeah, he basically didn't put Wanda in, in it, it like yeah. he was supposed to. <laughs> yeah, so Wanda had to do her thing, and she kind of uh, bewitch. I'm saying bewitch. Uh, what's her name? She, the one who's playing Monica Rambeau. That's who it is. Yeah, uh, the, yeah, the black lady. Um, yeah. So, so she basically just kind of she had been working backstage yeah. to kind of be like, all right, you're up, you're up, whatever. So she kind of teleports her into the box real yeah. quick. <laughs> so when he opens the box, there she is. How did I get here? Like, <laughs> yeah, so that's it's all like the mishaps and stuff, man, the typical sitcom, you know. The things right. happen, you know, they have to clean it up, all the mishaps. Yeah, yeah she has to cover it up so yeah. nobody notices that things are going wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the typical sitcom in, the, I guess, 40s and 50s and whatever. But um, after that happened, all of a sudden they get home. And right. Well, so then they they've won over the neighborhood. Yeah. The neighborhood loves them. That sort of thing. So yeah. they've kind of been accepted. Is the idea. Yeah. And yeah. And then they go home. Go ahead. And then they go home, and they hear the noise again. Right. And well, then... but first, 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 she suddenly becomes pregnant. Right. Like her belly just suddenly swells up to about you know five months, six or <laughs> maybe like six or seven months, <laughs> you know, pregnant size. And, you know, they're like, is this really happening? And it's like, yes, yes my dear, it is sort of thing. And you get like this little romantic, you know, we're starting a family, right. et cetera. And then when that happened, then I hear the noise. Then they go outside. And all of a sudden you see the um, the manhole on, in the sewer started opening up. And a person comes out in, a, uh, I guess, a bee, um, what you call it? Yeah, he's like in a beekeeper suit, suit, like, you know. With- with bees like surrounding him, he comes out of the sewer and then looks at him and we can't really tell if he's anybody important. Right. I didn't recognize him. Right. Um, but all of a sudden it's like Wanda kind of freaks out and she's just like, no, no, no. no and, she then, said no. <laughs> and then just kind of like reverses time back to when they, you know, she got, she was, her belly swelled up and then they were like, is this really happening? Yes, it is. And then it actually ends with like a, um, a romantic ending. And then so it was kind of this... like she willed, she willed the problem to go away, uh, which is, which is starting to hint at her psychological uh, makeup right now. Yeah. In that, she seems to want to be trapped in this idyllic, fantasy life with Vision instead of having to face the real world or problems or you know drama or that sort of thing. Yeah, and, uh, then, and then all of a sudden, still it became it was black and white. Then all of a sudden, you get Technicolor. It started color right. started coming. 
So, right. so now I think <clears> we're <throat> moving into like the, the, the late sixties or seventies in terms of the, uh, the sitcom that we're going to be in next month. We did forget to mention that it kind of, it kind of did like this Pleasantville effect is that earlier oh, right. That's right. when she was about to go to the, the little women's meeting, right. um, something like ran into the house and fell in the bushes. And when she went to go look, it was a little toy helicopter, but it was all colored in like red and yellow and silver, kind of like visions color, really. Well, but wait a minute, um, it was red and um, yellow. That's Iron Man colors. Yeah, it was a little bit Iron Man colors. It was a little bit Visions colors, that sort of thing, uh, you know. And then it had the little sword symbol on the side of it, of course. Right. Um, and then she just put it back in the shrubs because then the neighbor came, you know, the the nosy, friendly neighbor right. uh, came over. And then that's the last we saw of it so far. I'm thinking I got two theories of what you just said of the idyllic world she might be living in. I think mm-hmm. she might be unconscious. I'm thinking it may be something like that too. I might might be unconscious, man. That she she's willing this world in her mind, but you know, with her powers, like we said, they are very unpredictable, and you never with we don't know yet. Because if they're going to base anything like from the books, how her power set is, she might 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 be able to alter some things, you know, and and she's her powers is really new. She still don't know how to control her powers. So, right. So, yeah, I mean, the real question is, yeah, what, what's going on? Is she actively willingly doing this or is she in some sort of trap and has been put to sleep and she's being monitored by these people at sword or, you know, that's the, the real puzzle that we don't know yet. Cause yeah. we just kind of got thrown into this and we're not really sure why we're in this. Yeah, I like the little Pleasantville reference you made, man. For my audience out there, if you seen Pleasantville it with Toby Maguire and somebody else, Silver, Alicia, Alicia, no, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon and and uh, what's her what's her name? Uh, uh, she played in the Vaughn movie. Joan Allen. That's right. Yeah, Joan Allen and um, and another guy. He played in um the Jeff, Jeff Daniels. That's right. And so that was that's a little reference. I caught that reference you made. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that movie Pleasantville. Yeah, because Tobey Maguire, um, real life, it was shitty. He had a shitty life. Remember? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so he he always went to, what he loved those sitcoms, the black and white sitcoms. Yeah, he, was, he would watch those old-timey yeah. old shows, so, yeah, in black and white. So and so then they get transported into it, and, you know, yeah. as, as yeah. more real-world modern problems start to crop up in these worlds, right. yeah, things start to change. People suddenly start to turn to color, you know, that sort of thing. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, it, it plays on that whole, it's black and white, but then things that stand out suddenly because, suddenly have actual color to them. Right, right, right. So um, thanks for that reference, Trevor. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, um, like I said, man, the two episodes, I was, I was intrigued and I was satisfied. I mean, I like the way they're going with this. Like I said, it's something totally different from what they usually put out. Because, but you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe have different things. You know, they, like you said, for Captain America, Winter Soldier was espionage, um, a conspiracy thing. You know, you have like, um, let me see, it was a timepiece for Captain America. You know, and I was yeah, they they always Ant Man was a heist movie and things like that. And this right here is something totally off the wall, different, something brand new that I think they needed. You know, because we didn't have anything last year in 2020 in Marvel at all. And with bringing beginning of the year with this, I really 
really think it was a, a wise move to put that out there, man. Because after this, we got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we got Loki. And hopefully, we get some of the movies in the movie theaters, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, we hope. So, um, what you think about it, Trevor? Did you enjoy it? Which, you had any pros and cons about it? I mean, I know you, you're I, very particular on certain things, man. So, I I did enjoy it. I thought it was very amusing. I thought it was funny in most parts. You know, it was it was fun to watch them play on these you know old timey sitcom tropes. Right. And uh, and you know and, and while being intrigued with some of the mystery behind it, um, I don't know that or at least maybe I didn't notice a lot of the Easter eggs that they were dropping in there. So I'm still in the dark about where it's going. Right. Um, because as you know, my Marvel history is, you know, for the little things, details and stuff isn't as extensive as yours or, you know, a lot of bigger comic book fans. Uh, like Seth. Um, right. Yeah. So I'm sure he picked up like 500 Easter eggs, whereas <laughs> I'm like, I think I saw two. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I picked up a few. <laughs> right. I picked up but, a few. you know, it. Yeah, but um, but I am enjoying it. I am curious to see where it's going. Um, it is nice to have something that's a little bit different than the things that have come before. Right. Uh, one thing, you know, I think I had mentioned this briefly to you the other day is that, unfortunately, I don't really like that this is. I'm usually fine with shows that you know they drop an episode a week or something. This one just kind of feels like it, it's one that would work better as a bingeable show. Right. I mean, I know the idea is we we drop an episode or two, and then you have like a week to talk about it, and it you know generates buzz, and then the next one drops, and then you know so on. But this one kind of feels like in order to see some of the pieces and the puzzles that are being dropped, it kind of feels like it would help to be able to just. Watch it, binge, binge watch right it, through it. Through it yeah, yeah, just yeah. watch it from start to finish and be like, okay, yeah, that happened in last episode. Because otherwise it's kind of like, well, a week passed. What happened? Because I've watched 10 other shows in between. <laughs> right. You know? so that's, that's my only thing about that. But it's fine. And, you know, I do enjoy the show. I'm intrigued with where it's going. Yeah, I don't, you know, I really don't mind the weekly thing, you know. And someone said, mentioned it, I think Brad said it to me, or with someone else. It's just like, you know, people got something to talk about now. It's just like the Lost. I'm like, nah, I Lost the first season was great for me. But after that, pfft. But he said something <laughs> to talk about, man. But I, I kind of agree with him on that. I really don't mind them doing a weekly thing. Because I, I like the Mandalorian like that. It was like the weekly thing. I didn't mind that. But um, Yeah, I mean, like the, the boys the boys did it. The Expanse is currently doing it. Um, is it? Y- you know, yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, they're dropping one a week. Oh, wow. Um, Good the Mandalorian did the same thing. Because I'm one Ben's watching that right now. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, well, I mean, you got a little bit of time before the end of the season, but we're right. about halfway done with, with season uh, five now. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's, and, and you know, it, one of the things that they see when they do that is that it does. It generates buzz. People talk about it longer. It kind of stays in the, um, the water cooler you know, conversations. Kinda, yeah, exactly. It kind of stays out there for longer. Whereas a lot of shows that you just binge, you binge it. And then the next day you forget it because yeah. you, you knocked it out and now you've moved on to the next thing. This kind of makes it last a little bit longer. Yeah. So true. it, so it's better in terms of like ratings and for, um, for the streaming companies to then be able to renew them and continue it because it's it's still out there being talked about. It's it's better remembered because it's been out there for longer. Right, right. 
So I mean, with one division, man, we're going to probably do. It's only nine episodes, so we might just do this first episode here and go probably do an in a review for the whole entire series. I think we need to do that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea in case we like you know miss something or something goes wrong, and then it's like, well, you never finished it, kind of like we do it at the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> That's my bad. But, <laughs> right. So, you know, and then, of course, once it gets too late, it's like, well, don't even bother talking about it. We're over that. We've moved on to the next thing. now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're going to probably do that next. But all in all, man, I really enjoy it. Now, so it's something totally different. And, you know, there's some, something different in the wheelhouse from Marvel, the Marvel um, Studios. I think Kevin Feige has a great vision. He had a vision from the beginning for this the franchise, man. You know, and in this show. In this show, yeah. Dudes. <laughs> so, but you know what? The person who I think was writing this show also is going to be writing a Star Wars movie for Kevin Feige. That's, pretty, yeah, that's probably possible. Yeah, he's okay. he's kind of attached to a Star Wars uh, movie. Yeah, that man is everything, man. The words of Ben Affleck. I mean, you know, Ben Affleck gave um, Feige his props. He said he's a, one of the fucking best producers out there. <laughs> uh-huh. well, well, you should be working with him. <laughs> Shit. Drop your Batman cape and work with Marvel. <laughs> but anyway, guys, if you have not checked out WandaVision on Disney+, Plus, we kind we highly recommend you check it out. If you're a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe or you're just a fan of um, sitcom tropes, go check it out. So our next topic is going to be the announcement they made for Deadpool. Now, you and I talked about, about this many times. I talked to other people about it because, you know, Deadpool was one of the top rated R movies. Um, I forgot what, 2017, maybe? Or was it 16? 2016? It was been yeah, probably 2016. It, it has been a while. It's been a while. And, and like we said, time has no concept anymore. No, it does not, <laughs> man. After last year, staying in the house for so long, I was like, what day is this? <laughs> what shit? Yeah, and I mean, and the year went by so fast, but it went by so slow at the same time. And it's like so many things happened that I don't even remember if it happened last year or the year before. It read, right? So I had to go back and like Google shit, you know? Just go yeah. back and Google. So, you know, Deadpool was a successful, it was a big hit for the um, 20th Century Fox, you know, Fox Studios and Marvel. So we always wonder why, what would happen to it when it comes to Disney. Because, you know, Disney don't do the rated art stuff, you know. Right. So last week, I think it was last week, last week, Kevin Feige in an interview said that there's going to be a Deadpool movie, which is going to be rated R. And I was like, oh, really? I said, really? That's really great, man. I, I like Deadpool rated R. Can't water down Deadpool, man. Yeah, I mean, after we've seen the first two, and we've discussed this before, is that after the first two have been so rated R and clearly, you know, out there, and it, it would just be, it would just be a shame to have the third one be so watered down to be PG thirteen that I think just a lot of people would be really upset. You know, they tried that. Yeah, but it because it, it would feel like they're specifically neutering it, right. um, and yeah, it's people would just be be mad about that. Yeah, I'd be mad about that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd watch it, but I'd be like, yeah, this this could be so much better if you could just let him kind of, you know, go off. <laughs> yeah, right. So he said, um, Ryan Reynolds is doing a script writing right now for this year, so we might be the, might be filming it next year. So we hope. And but you know, if it's rated off for his movie, who could say? You know, he might pop up in the X Men movies. Right. And, you know, and we've 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 floated the idea that, yeah, and, and I'm sure he will. 
to kind of keep the tie, um, the connectivity between the movies is that I'm sure he'll show up. But, you know, when he's showing up in a, a movie with with everybody else, it it's a lot easier to kind of tame it down and make him PG-13 and you don't really notice but when it's his own movie yeah. and suddenly it's like, well, you're cutting away from all the blood and he's not swearing at all. And, you know, it's like we don't get the weird things where he's walking around with baby legs and a huge crank. <laughs> Something's off here, you know. Now, now, now if it's a PG-13, now I know I think the rating, I mean, it's worked like this. You actually going to say fuck one time. Or twice in a PG-13. Yeah, like PG-13, I think, yeah, you can get away with one or two swear words. One or two swear words. <laughs> so that's it. Maybe he might get a chance to say one or two swear words in a PG-13 movie. Whatever. Who knows? Maybe. So, But yeah, man, so that was great news for the Marvel Studios that announced that. So I was happy with that, man. Uh, very happy. So that was last week. So I know you wanted to talk about some of the um, anime shows that you are watching for this winter i know it's a few not many because i mean i got one or two <laughs> be honest with you yeah i mean there's well there's several that i'm actually watching because this season is like the season of sequels yeah. i mean there's a ton of them you know you got um you got the so i got reincarnated as a slime second season right. you have um the Log Horizon third season. Right. You have um, the second season of The Promised Neverland. Yeah. Uh, and then what else do we have? We have um, oh yeah, second season of the Quintessential Quintuplets. Yeah. I think the right. third season of Non Non Biori. And there's you know the other ones like Attack on Titan or whatever. But right. I don't watch those. Ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a yeah, lot so of sequels. There's just a lot of sequels this year. Yeah, you're right. Um, there's a lot of sequels. Huh. Yeah, in in terms of in terms of like the new shows, I mean, the only show I really watch because it, this is like the best show I've ever seen. It's called Redo of Healer. No, I'm just I'm just shut kidding. the fuck up, man. Don't even look that one up. <laughs> that no, show is awful. It's a, terrible. Uh, it's just debased and disgusting. Do not do not watch that show. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's just one of those ones that just. <laughs> anyway, no, the ones the ones that I like. Um. There's a. It's kind. Of, it's kind of cute and fun. It's the one about the. Um, I can never remember the English title for it, but it's the one about the kid from the last dungeon town who oh, comes yeah. to. Yeah, who comes to like the boot? You know, the the last dungeon boonies or whatever who it's comes a to the title. Town. Yeah, so it's basically yeah about a kid who he lives in like this kind of hidden away uh, town that is right near like the last dungeon of like an RPG style world. So everybody there is super strong and, um, and you know, the, there's like dragons flying around and all those, you know, like in an RPG, when you get near the end of the game, all of the enemies are suddenly like really higher level and stronger and stuff like that. So he lives in that area and, you know, comes from a line of the, the people who have, who have taken on those creatures and, uh, and he he thinks he's just he's a weakling because compared to everybody else in town he's just kind of normal. But then he goes to the starter town because he wants to like join the army and kind of make something of himself. And then he doesn't realize that he's so overpowered, even when he's like you know throwing huge ass locusts around and stuff like that. He's just kind of naive and oblivious to it all. So it's it's kind of funny because there's some people who are like, oh my god, that kid's aura is just like. Super powerful. Yeah, they were frightened of him. Scared of him. (laughs) And you know, but somehow he manages to fail the test and doesn't get into the army. So there's kind of a misunderstanding with that. Um, 
but yeah, I think that one's going to be cute and funny. Uh, I've enjoyed the first two episodes of it. Um, then there's, uh, if you want like a nice little, mostly drama free romantic comedy, it's called Hori Mia. Uh-huh. So that, that one's kind of cute. It's basically about a guy who looks like a glum, you know, like bespectacled nerd, um, in class with like kind of longer shaggy hair. And, and so you just kind of think, well, this guy must be an otaku and, you know, good at, good at, um, studies and that sort of thing. And then of course there's the, the popular girl who is like really good at studies and, uh, you know, everybody loves her and she looks like she's the ideal, like, like perfect, you know, perfect student. And then they end up running into each other on the street and it turns out he likes to, you know, he hangs, has his hair back and he has multiple uh, earrings. And we even find out later he's got tattoos and stuff like that. So he's kind of, he's kind of impulsive and, um, but he's a nice guy. And so she kind of realizes, oh, there's a, another side to people. And meanwhile, she has to go home all the time and her mother works late. So she has to take care of the house and pick up her brother from uh, kindergarten. And, you know, she can kind of be a little bit more of a, an aggressive kind of, uh, you know, mouthy girl at home. And so they kind of, it's, it's the idea is that they're, they're not necessarily what you see on the surface. Don't right. judge a book by its cover. And then it's just kind of about their, you know, their relationship and as they, as it develops and, uh, as they, as they get to know the people at school more and, you know, that sort of thing, kind of a little slice of life, romantic comedy. Okay. So that one's, that one's really good. Um, Another one that could be interesting, I had some problems with the first episode, but it's called Bottom Tier Tomozaki. And it's basically about a guy who's, you know, he's he's socially inept. He kind of sticks to himself. He doesn't he doesn't really dress to impress. He's kind of ratty. Um, but he's really good at video games. Like he kind of plays this game called I think it's like Attack Fam or something like that, but it's basically a Super Mario or a Smash Brothers ripoff. Um, but he's like the number one player in that game. And, um, uh, and, and so, but he's, he's kind of, he thinks of life as, as a game that, you know, he's, he's not even going to bother to play because it's not balanced. Whereas the smash brothers game is perfectly balanced and that's why it's great. Blah, blah, blah. It's God tier, which he uses too often. And then it turns out like the perfect girl at school is the number two person who's been really trying to, he can tell is trying to beat him and, you know, get good enough to be able to play him. Um, so then she asks that they meet and when they do, and she finds out it's him, she kind of like suddenly turns really snotty and bitchy. And then, um, and then when he starts like arguing back, it's like, she's like, okay, well, you know, I don't like that. You're not putting effort into life and then kind of makes it and then decides that she's going to help him, um, you know, get put in effort and get better at, at life, the game of life, et cetera. But she uses these things where she's like, you know, it's really only, uh, only superficial differences that, you know, that, uh, that people have in life. It's like, which kind of negated the whole idea of inequality. So it's kind of like, you know, Oh, it doesn't matter if you're black. She didn't specifically say this but the context and the way she said it made it sound like everybody's equal it's just how much effort you put into it and it's like That's... yeah tell that to a black person yeah right <laughs> that is not true and so that that bothered me and then she's like well let's practice smiling and then she tells him to like put on a, a you know one of those the face masks uh-huh. like we have to wear in japan they're a lot more common but it's like 
she already said something that 2020 just kind of told us uh, inequality is a thing. So, you know, I don't know what you're talking about here, lady. So that's kind of a problem. And then it goes immediate to wear a mask all the time, which then also brings up 2020. So it's kind of like you didn't really let us just move past what you just said because <laughs> you just reminded us about 2020 again. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about that. But so the second episode, though, does get better once you kind of get past that initial, you know, thing. But now it's more in he's trying. He's starting to learn, you know, meet other people. And, you know, his goals are to, like, talk to three three women on the first day or whatever. And then, you know, do do this other social thing. And then eventually his medium goal is, of course, because it's tropey, is to get a girlfriend. And then his, you know, eventual goal is to win at life, et cetera. Okay. So. It's sometimes a little bit seems like it could be superficial, but you know, it's at least it's a story about a guy who's trying to improve himself and that's kind of notable and you know, a good thing. So once you get past that initial first episode and those weird little cringy moments, it, it seems to have gotten better. So I'll keep watching it. Um, and then the last one that I really liked, um, and this one's kind of weird and trippy. It's called Wonder Egg Priority. Dude, I watched that, man. And it, it yeah. is too weird for me, man. I yeah, mean, it might be a little too weird for you. It's but... too weird. I mean, I get the concept of it. I really do. I might give the second episode a try. But, man, it was just trippy. The yeah. way it was set so, up. It's it's really well animated. It's beautiful. I mean, it it a lot of it seems to take place in this kind of dreamland um, so you get a lot of weird things going on, you know, so it's kind of trippy, like a dream and, you know, she'll move from one room into another that suddenly, you know, she went from outside, went into a tree and now she's in a school or, you know, that, that sort of thing where it's, it doesn't completely make, um, logical sense, but it has a dreamlike sense to it. But it also has a lot of darker themes about um, bullying and suicide and, you know, those who are complicit by not saying anything when they see the bullying going on. And um, and I don't want to get into too much of it because I think it's better to experience it yeah. yourself. Yeah. But yeah. So it's a little dark. It's a little trippy. But, you know, it's it's really well done. It's really well animated. And, um, I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. Never... I mean, it could turn into a complete train wreck cause you never know with these sort of things, but so far it's like the standout, um, standout show of the season for you me. You know what I've noticed about some of the show that was out? Anaplex. Anaplex have a lot of, te- uh, a lot of shows, man. This, this, um, winter. They always have a lot of I shows. Have a lot, man. Like, damn. This one, I think, this one I think is actually Funimation. So, uh, is it? You sure? Yeah, this one's Funimation. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, man, I watched that first episode. I'm like, whoa, this is really weird, man. I seen, you know, we watched some weird things, but this, I like, okay, trippy. Yeah, she got an egg, and she cracking the egg, grew some group size, and a person popped out of it. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a, a firefly <laughs> gives her like this egg from like a gachapon machine, you know, and uh. And so then she gets it and then when she cracks it, it it gets big and then a person pops out and yeah. And then all of a sudden these weird little things called see no evils and, you know, faceless bullies start chasing them and trying to murder them. And yeah, it it gets kind of crazy, but yeah, it's, it's pretty neat and, um, and mysterious. And I kind of like that sort of thing. Yeah. This is kind of like up, up my alley. Yeah. That's, that's more your alley. Not, not so much. Well, 
you know what? I've seen some things. I might give it a chance. I'm going to give it a chance. So I'm going to do that. So that's what you've been watching for the fall, not the fall, but the winter of 2021. Fam. 2021. Yep, that's pretty much it. That's what I got. Yeah, it is small. I like me. I watch most of the sequels. That's me. I mean, the sequels. Yeah. The new stuff, I'm not giving much of a chance. I've seen a few episodes of things. I didn't like it. So, I mean, I just watched them. The yeah, sequels. there were some that just, you know, weren't for me. I mean, I know there's a lot of people talking about the, um, the, the Jobless Reincarnation one. Uh, we'll get to that one in a second. There's the Jobless Reincarnation reincarnation one about the the otaku neat guy who's like a terrible human being but you know and he I dies think... and is reborn as a baby yeah um, in this in this fantasy world and you know it's like his quest to become better but apparently yeah he starts out and just is a terrible person for a long time before he finally gets there yeah and, so the, and the thing it, is it, uh, it, i watched one of the episodes sorry to cut you off i watched like the second episode of that and you see why he was a terrible person. He's a otaku, right? But man, he was like bullied in high school. They, 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 they really. He was they, they, they. He was naked. They were bullying this dude, man. They hung him up on a gate, butt naked, and he, he was scarred for that. I'm like, oh, this is horrible. And it probably was bad, but at the same time, that's not an excuse Just to be an awful person. Per, awful person, yeah. But damn, it was terrible. They did him wrong, man. Like God, then you know. And that kind of trauma, it kind of transferred to the new world that he's in now, but he got over it. Yeah, but it's 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 a hit and miss, I guess, if whoever watch it. Yeah, I've read a little bit about where it goes. I checked on Wikipedia, and I was kind of like, eh, this isn't for me. Yeah. Um, you know, it goes down the harem path, but then, like, it has more to and then he gets multiple wives, and then they all have children, and, blah, 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 and <laughs> it goes on, like, generations type thing, and it's like, nope, uh-uh, not even getting involved in Damn. this. Damn. <laughs> Jesus. You know, I, I already don't like the concept of a baby having... Memories um, of... You know, I've, there's been several, yeah, there have been several series so far that have this older man and a younger boy's body type thing. Yeah. So it just gets really creepy. Yeah. And, you know, it's the idea that there's this 30-something-year-old man in who he can think and process things the same way even when he's in the, the mind of a baby. And it's just – it just gets really weird and creepy, and I don't I don't like it. Dude, speaking uh, of reincarnation, man, um, flipping from anime to comics, right? Um, dude, I just finished watching House of X and Pyro X, you know. Um, what's her name? Um, uh, Mara McTaggart or Mara McTaggart? Yeah, uh-huh. I think uh, her name was not my probably not McTaggart, but Mara was her name. Her powers of reincarnation, man. She remembered everything from a baby to an adult. I thought about what you just said. Like, why did they write that? <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, oh, like, that means it's for what to learn for the mutants and kind, right? What not to do and what to do, right? But I just thought about mm-hmm. that reincarnation thing. Like, same for her. She, like, remembered everything. Like, there was a panel when she was called by Mystique and Destiny, and she was burned alive by Pyro. I'm like, oh, God. And she remembered that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's got to suck. Yeah, I'm like, ugh, okay. But anyway, I get but yeah, what you're I just saying. Don't like, I just don't like the concept that it's like, you know – Cause when you're growing up, you know, you get crushes on like, you know, girls of your age and, you know, or puppy love and things like that, which is fine when both of you are five years old. But when one of you is a 30 year old in a five year old's body and you're crushing on this little girl, you get into real pedophile territory here. It gets really creepy, really fast. (laughs) So I'm not a big fan of that sort of thing. Yeah. So that's not on Trevor's list to watch. 
<laughs> no, and and you had mentioned the reincarnated the what the spider one. Yeah, so I got I so what I'm spider. Yeah, I'm not watching it. Yeah, a lot of people like that one and think it's like the best thing since sliced bread. But no, I watched like the ten minute preview of it and I was just like, it, it was just too kinetic and too hyper and you know it's just like no i'm not gonna watch this yeah i pass man i pass yeah it was just it was just like too much too fast and then it slowed down with like the human side of things and you were just like okay i don't like any of these characters so i'm not really sure what the point is and this feels too much like a ripoff of just about everything else including you know so i got reincarnated as a slime yep i totally agree so yeah so, I mean, it's it's really, you know, whatever your mileage is, it may vary. But for me, it was like, no, nah, I'm not going to waste my time on this. It just seems like too many cliches. Yeah, it's seen that thing. I ain't going to watch it anyway. When it says something like, I reincarnated as a slime, like, nope, I don't get it. <laughs> slime it's like, I'm good. already watching one of those. I don't need to watch another one. <laughs> I'm just I'm just really getting tired of all of these isekai shows. They're just all getting ridiculous and they're all the same and they're all just now I just, you know, read about an isekai show and I'm like, ah, you know, I'm, every every couple of years I start getting burned out on something. So, yeah, about five or six years ago, I was really burned out on the whole fan service shows. It was like ah, another one of these like two lover ripoffs where it's just like people stumbling into other people's crotches by accident in weird ways that never would happen in real life. And you know, we'll never get know. old for me though. It was robots. <laughs> robot Mecca. Yeah. Yeah. Never I got, I got over Mecca a long time ago, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so now Isekai is the new, you know, um, it's the new trend that's popular and it's, and now it's just flooding the market to the point where it's like, ah, again, enough already. Yeah. No, I'm good on that. So that's, um, guys, that's Trevor's pick for the 2021 winter anime. And I mean, like I said, I'm watching sequels. So, um, Trevor, how can people reach you on social media? I am on Twitter at, at Toshiro No Ronin. Yes, very busy guy. <laughs> As Amos always needs to mention. I always got to mention that. that yo, you can check me out at justbeingamos.com and also on my accounts at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Peace. Just being a